Praise the Lord. Greetings in the name of the Lord. This is Holy Lady T checking in on tonight. And I am still saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. And I am enjoying my life with Jesus. How about you? Y'all, what a day, what a day. I just really give glory and honor to God because we are nearing the end of the school year and it's been a little bit chill, but um, I'm really going to miss my students, my babies. But uh, anyway, back on topic, on this Tell It Like It Is Tuesday, on this Tell It Like It Is Tuesday, we will be talking about relationships. Um, and the title on today is Entanglements Versus Agreements. So Entanglements Versus Agreements. And y'all... I want to see all of us prosper. I want to see myself prosper. And so that's why I wanted to do this podcast on tonight because I do not want us to get entangled. And let me just give a little introduction. Uh, In this uh, podcast on tonight, I will talk about the importance of being in a relationship that leads to marriage and not sex and wasted time, heartbreak, etc., which is an entanglement. I will discuss how we can come into agreement with God and his will for our life and only involve ourselves in relationship or a relationship that line up with leading us to a kingdom marriage. So on tonight, I would like to give a few definitions because sometimes like, what do these, what do these words mean? Okay. Entangled. Involve someone in difficulties or complicated circumstances from which it is difficult to escape. Okay, so we as born again believers, we that are calling ourselves saved, we do not want to involve ourselves in an entanglement. And I just read the definition to you. I'm going to say it again. Involve someone in difficulties or complicated circumstances from which it is difficult to escape. And so we all know a lot of us are in our 30s and some may be in your 20s or below. But uh, when you involve yourself in a relationship uh, that was not ordained by God, that is what is an entanglement. And it's very, very hard for you to escape because me, um, I'm going to tell you about my personal self. Um, When I was involved with my children's father several years ago. Again, my baby is 13 years old, and since that time, I left him alone. And so I was involved with an entanglement with him, and he was unsaved. He was an unbeliever. My oldest daughter is 18 years old. Okay, so many years um, I was involved with him. And so it was hard for me to escape. And a lot of times um, you want to escape like the situation or the relationship, but something keeps pulling you back to that person. And it's not even that that they are such a good person and they are treating you so good. Um, A lot of times it's because you had sexual relations with that person and that alone is a bond that drew that draws you and that person closer together. And so that. I know that was a big deal and why it was hard for me to uh, actually like escape the situation. And a situation was not good for me because first of all, he was an unbeliever. And let me make this clear because a lot of people, they'll be like, you did it. Like, why can't I? Let me make this very clear. 
I was not a strong, strong, um, saved person at that time. Like I had backslid away from the church. And listen, every time that you backslid away from church, do not mean that you actually stop coming to the church building because I kept coming to the church building. And let me make this clear because I never wanted to be a hypocrite and I never was a hypocrite. I was not like in any type of office. I did not hold any type of positions in the church. Only thing I was doing was stepping foot in the church building. Okay. So I would step foot in the church building because something was drawing me. And that was the good teaching that my parents had put inside of me when I was born. And when I was getting raised up in holiness, that kept drawing me back to the church. And I just kept hearing the word of God, kept hearing the word of God, even though like I still was in sin. And like I had decided like, hey, I'm going to live my life. But I still wanted to come to church. But like I said, it was because of the training that was in me that I still just, you know, I still wanted to go to church and follow that tradition. But anyway, I kept coming, but, but the Holy Ghost, like I was not filled with the Holy Ghost at this point. Um, and that is, um, another reason why, you know, I had met him and I decided that I was going to be in a relationship with him because I was not spiritual minded. I was walking in my flesh. I was not spending time with God. Like I said, I had backslid away from my relationship, my relationship with God. And so, that is what led me, you know, to actually indulge and be attracted to him. And so we got into this relationship. It was hard for me to get out because we had sexual relations. Um, and then um, every time I would try to get out, you know, I'm like, Lord, no, I, I really want to come, you know, back to you wholeheartedly or whatever. Something he would say would draw me back to him. And, and then you have this picture in your mind that, hey, you know what? I really want I really want the father of my children to be in my children's life. And, you know, I really want to um, raise my children up, you know, with both parents in the home and all of this. And so, of course, you know, the devil will paint you this beautiful picture. But then I started to look at it. I was like, wait a minute now, but he's not saved. So if, if we're living together, even if we get married, um, he's not saved. He's going to be a bad example to my children. I want my children to grow up in holiness. And so this is just not even going to work. So, but it was still hard for me to like actually detach. And when I finally was delivered, like I had to do some stuff, like stop talking to him on the phone because that spirit that was in him was just, just, just feeding me like it, it i mean it was just the spirit i was in was just drawing me closer to him every time we would talk something would rekindle up in me and i'm like oh yes we need we, we got to get back together so we can be a family and then all those thoughts would come back and god all what god was still telling me no no that is not your husband like i don't want y'all to be in that type of relationship but uh every time he would call those those old feelings would rekindle and this this like i said y'all this was over 13 years ago and so but God began to reveal to me, even through my pastor, like, you just got to stop communication, like, stop talking to him on the phone for long periods of time, stop allowing him, like, just to come see you, like, to do stuff like that, and I, and that stopped, and so, like, I, little by little, I was getting detangled from this toxic relationship that I was in, because it's toxic when you want to be for God, and he don't want to be for God, he, you want to be saved, he don't want to live safe, it's toxic, because if I would stay in that position, then I probably would be unsaved today. But by me, like just kept coming to church and hearing, still hearing the word of God, it was pricking my heart little by little. Like I didn't know until I was living like that really was getting into my spirit. And I would have dreams and just a whole lot of things. And God would keep 
talking to me like, you know, you got to get out. I want to use you for my glory. You know, I don't care what you did. I have a husband like that. I want you to marry. And like I, I've said in so many podcasts, he began to show me, you know, my husband. And these, this is what's like, you know, like sometime after, you know, I got really detangled from him. God began to show me like the qualities and the characteristics that my husband would have and just different things. And like how I would know that this is the one like for me. But uh, uh, a devil would talk into your mind and be like, oh, no, you know, you know, you're wasted. You're used up like nobody's going to marry you because you have three children. And of course, um, all my three children is by the same person. But anyway, the devil would talk to you. He would say the same thing. And then just devil would talk to my spirit. Like, I mean, you might as well stay with him because you're not going to be able to marry nobody else. You know, nobody else going to want you. See. The devil would talk to your mom, but you got to, y'all, you got to silence the devil. And I began to speak back to them. No, God loves me. God wants the best for me. I am still a child of God. No, I am his daughter. You know, he is not going to just let me just pine away. And guess what, devil? If I never get married, at least I will not be getting married to one of your sons. That ain't even about to happen. So you got to start start talking up to the devil and just start quoting his word. Like I just, I mean, I'm just so, so, so encouraged by um what the Lord, what the Lord, what the Lord has done for me. Because a lot of times you will be getting caught up into what that devil is saying, but you cannot. But I was in an entanglement and y'all, God do not want us to be entangled. And I'm going to, I'm going to read this scripture because many, many, many people think like it's okay for you to like date unbelievers and it's okay for you to do this and you claiming to be you yourself is claiming to be saved and you claiming to be a believer but you think that it's okay to like talk to and date an unbeliever that is against God's word and it's actually a sin because the Bible says be ye not I'm about to read the scripture 2 Corinthians 6, 14, 15, 17 through 18. 2 Corinthians 6, 14 through 15, 17 through 18. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship have righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion have light with darkness? And what concord have Christ with Belial? Or what part have he that believeth with an infidel? Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. So you all, we have to make sure, we have to make sure you know, that we are not being unequally yoked together with unbelievers. We have to make sure that we are not being unequally yoked together with unbelievers because God is not pleased. He says, he's He's clearly telling us to not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. So this is something that we just cannot do. And for instance, if you do that, you're going to be in an entanglement, like I said, and 
it is wasted time. It is wasted time. And sometimes you end up getting your heart broken because you decided that you wasn't going to wait on the Lord, that you was going to give this person a chance, you know, a chance. But God is telling you, don't be unequally together, don't be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. So you don't want, you do not want to do that. And you being disobedient to God when God is telling you, don't be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. So we have to be careful of these things because. I myself, I'm like, Lord, I'm not about to get involved in no more entanglements. No, that's not that's not God's will for me. That's not God's will for you. And I'm going to explain again, what is an unbeliever? Like, well, excuse me, this is the first time. What is un- an unbeliever is not just somebody that says, I don't believe in God. No, an unbeliever is someone that have not been born again of the water and of the spirit. And they do not believe God's word or, or like they step, they stepped away from the church. They no longer following the teachings of God. Like they may have been a believer at one time, but they have denounced their faith and they just out of the church totally. And they do not believe in God. They don't believe in his word and they are not born again. They're not currently, you know, walking in the statues of God. So we cannot be yoked together. And let me tell you what yoke is. To combine or connect two things. And so a yoke is a wooden beam normally used between a pair of oxen or other animals to enable them to pull together on a load when working in pairs. So you have the two animals and you have some type of bar uh, beam between them. And so you got to think about this. Think about it. You a sheep. Because you belong to God. He's a goat. He don't belong to God. So you are so obedient, okay? Want to do what God says. He wants to go the opposite way. So now look, he about to rip your neck off. Because you trying to go one way. He's trying to go the other way. And you, he's about to rip your neck off because he's stronger than you. And he's going to destroy you in the mix. That's why God do not want you to be equally yoked. Because unequally yoked together with unbelievers because your purpose and their purpose is two different things. Okay. And so that deals, I'm just talking about an aspect of marriage that we don't want to be unequally yoked together with unbelievers that can go other ways as well. But I'm talking about marriage on tonight. We don't want to be unequally yoked together with an unbeliever. Okay. It's going to be damaging to you. Then it say what fellowship have righteousness with unrighteousness fellowship a group of people or an organization with the same purpose so you should not be they're saying what fellowship because we don't have the same purpose i want to be saved but you don't want to be saved so why in the world why we have no fellowship so that's why i'm saying what fellowship you are unrighteous unrighteous and it's just no fellowship so you all, I'm trying to understand, like, on tonight, like, we cannot, we cannot, like, condone or come into agreement with somebody that's an unbeliever, like, on any kind of level. 
on any kind of level. And when I'm saying, I'm talking about when it relates to dating and uh, having a relationship with someone. We have no fellowship because I want to live for God and you don't. So that's why the fellowship is broken. And we have to think about that. Like, and then it say, what communion have light with darkness? Like, this person is in darkness if they're not saved, then you're in the light. And y'all know dark and light don't mix because when you turn on the light, darkness disappears. So I, we, we, God is like, I mean, how's y'all communing if this person is dark and this is light? And sometimes we're going to have to look inside ourselves and be like, wait a minute, something is wrong with me if I want to talk to an unbeliever and think it's going to lead to marriage. Something is wrong with me. And I... I'm telling y'all, we can't like settle out of loneliness or for the sake of companionship when God's word is saying, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers for what fellowship have righteousness with unrighteousness and what communion have light with darkness. Like it's no communion there. And so I'm just going to tell you about myself. When people hit me up in my inbox, in my inbox, first of all, I'm on reserve for, you know, the man God had for me. So I'm not taking nobody inbox requests, no requests. Okay. But anyway, when they do send, um, things through the inbox, through my uh, Facebook messenger or what have you. And first of all, like, I already know that you're not saved. Like I don't have no communication with you. Like, no, okay, I mean, I know that I'm beautiful, and that's not being cocky, that's just knowing that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made by God, so don't be high beautiful, don't high beautiful me, no, okay, I might just check and not say nothing else, like, just to be cordial, like, you know, just do the like thing, because I already know these things, don't even try to flirt with me, because a lot of men out here think that we kingdom women is not about what we we're not about what we're talking about, but I'm about it 100%. And I'm not out here like, oh no, I'm not out here saying that I love God and I want to live for God and I'm living for God and I want, and I want you. No, no, you portraying to live for the devil. Like you can tell by their statuses, you can tell by everything they do on social media, on all their profiles, but then they will try to hit up a single Holy Ghost filled woman. No, you should not give that man the time or day. Listen, I don't even care if that man is naturally successful. He has a good career. He has money. He goes to church. Going to church ain't enough if he's not filled with the Holy Ghost and living for the Lord. So we got some men out here that just go to church, but they're not saved. They have a good job or a good career. They have a nice house. They have a car or they might have a savings account whatever you, whatever have you, whatever have you. But if they are not sold out for God, then you should not be talking to them. No, it, it's nothing. It's no conversation. No, no, it's not going to lead to marriage because God has already told me, don't be unequally yoked together with unbelievers for what fellowship have righteousness with unrighteousness. So if this dude is not talking about some, he, you know, you want to come to church, you want to be saved. Uh, it, it's, it's nothing else to say. Like it's, it's, you shouldn't be having no long drawn out conversations. Like you shouldn't even from the first message, you shouldn't, you shouldn't even continue the conversation because this man wasn't even saved. So 
we need sometimes we are prolonging ourselves getting married because we're wasting times with mr right now we we wasting time with i'm not gonna say we because i'm not talking to nobody oh no Mm-mm. when my golly husband finally coming and claim me lord have mercy it's gonna be on and popping but i'm not about to waste time until he comes no i'm sure not no so you got to cut these dudes off you know they're not safe stop wasting time with them do not talk to them and have several conversations no it only take one to figure out okay what church you go to are you saved when you say saved what do you mean by you're saved because some people shook the pastor hand and they think they saved okay some people just didn't come to church or they got baptized and they saved. No, did you get baptized by the, the Holy Spirit? Did you speak in another language? No. Now, in front, and let me make it clear. Don't ask them. Don't get and say, did you speak in another language? That's what I would want to know, but don't say that. Say, how do you know that you are saved? What happened in your life to let me know, to let you know that you are saved? You want to make sure you have a Bible salvation. And then... As you go on, okay, if you have Bible salvation, now you can go on. But that needs to be the first conversation. Establish that at the first conversation. Are you saved? If you're not, hey, you don't need to be talking to this man no more. Or do you want to come to my church? Okay, here's the address. But then you still cut off communication with them. Because a lot of time you get yourself involved in an entanglement where you didn't have to do that. And it's difficult for you to escape when you could have just. Cut it off right there. The dude said he ain't saved. Time to leave him alone. Time to stop talking to him. First conversation. We mess up ourselves when we prolong the conversation. And I'm telling you, I'm not about to prolong my husband from coming to claim me as his own. I am not about to prolong that. So if I have to talk to Jesus and Jesus alone every night, I'm going to do whatever it takes, but I'm not going to waste my time on social media. And y'all, why would you even give them your phone number? Especially if they message you on Facebook. No, you ain't about to get my phone number. I already see that you're not saved. And then sometimes you might meet somebody at the grocery store or a store, any kind of store in the streets or whatever. You need to be asking what church you go to. Are you saved? Like, and still do not give them your phone number. Like, okay, if they want to get to know more about you and your church and it looks like or appears that they might be a safe young man, maybe give them your Facebook name or your Instagram name, but not your phone number because you don't even know if this man is right and saying what he, if he proclaimed to be. And a lot of time, God will, he will, the Holy Spirit is such a God. He will let you know that this is not even it. Don't even waste time. But a lot of times you like ignoring that because you want somebody to talk to like I'm like, no, Lord, I am content in you. Me and you are good. I will talk to the Lord and the Lord only. We will have a good time in the Lord. I will have a good time in the Lord because it it, it it's not worth me getting in an entanglement. And a lot of times we fall into these sexual sins because we was talking to somebody that was unsaved and we never should have kept talking to them in the first place. And I know with my children's father, like I never should have talked to him. And again, that was when I had backslid away from the church. And that is why all those years, I just kept prolonging it because I kept trying to say, oh Lord, he can be saved and he still can be saved, but we can't be connected while he come to Christ. And 
it's not God's will for me to be with him. He's not my husband. He's not linked to my purpose. And we're going to get to that. It's not enough that you connect with somebody that's a, a believer in Christ Jesus. The person can be saved and filled with the Holy Ghost, but you need to make sure that that person fit the purpose that fits the purpose that God has for you. You need to make sure that the person fits the purpose that God has for you. So it is very important that we take retrospect of this because y'all, God, God is not playing about when it comes to relationships. He is not playing when it comes to relationships. So we want to make sure, make sure that we are uh, coming into agreement with what God's will is for our lives. We want to make sure that we are coming into agreement with, with what God's will is for our lives. And so we're going to get to the agreement part. The condition of having the same opinion or decision or arrangement between two or more people or groups to do something or to obey the same rules. And it say, how can like how can you walk together unless you agree? So again, if he's unsaved, you're saved, y'all are not gonna come into agreement because it's two different things. And like he's walking in his flesh, he's gonna make decisions based on his flesh. He's not gonna make decisions based on glorifying God. He's gonna make decisions based on his flesh. So y'all are not going to come into agreement. And I'm like, ain't no way. Y'all, why we do not need to waste our time casual dating. Cut it off at the butt. The man ain't safe. Stop talking to him. Because I'm going to a little bit deeper. And this is why, like, I love the Lord. Oh, my gosh. I love the Lord. And I thank him for, you know, this time that I've had to share with him. Because I see the purpose of why he had me to wait like for so long, like it was a reasoning behind it. It was a reasoning and, and, and God revealed some of it to me. And while I'm still waiting uh, on the Lord um, to fulfill his promise to me. But y'all, we got to know that when we get married, it's all about bringing glory to God. And you don't want to get married to someone that's an unbeliever and the bible i'm gonna take you to deuteronomy and it's gonna say why because god always like wanted us to marry people that is in our own faith even from the old testament he was telling them like don't marry these type of people because of this is gonna happen okay so deuteronomy 7 1 through 4 when the lord thy god shall bring thee into the land whither thou goest to possess it and has cast out many nations before thee, the Hittites and the Jerichoites, and the Amorites and the Canaanites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites, seven nations greater and mightier than thou. And when the Lord thy God shall deliver them before thee, thou shalt smite them and utterly destroy them. And thou shalt make no covenant with them, nor show mercy unto them. Neither shalt thou make marriages with them. Thy daughter thou shalt not give unto his son, nor his daughter shalt thou take unto thy son. For they will turn away thy son from following me. For they will turn away thy son from following me, that they may serve other gods. So will the anger of the Lord be kindled against you and destroy thee suddenly. 
so they will turn away thy son from following me. So this is why we, we don't need to marry unbelievers. And this is, again, like I said at the beginning, why I made up in my mind, like, I'm not going to marry him. Because, first of all, I had realized who I was. I'm royalty. I'm a child of the king. I cannot marry someone who is a child of the devil. See, you read up on that hits and say his works you will do. So if you doing his works, you're a child of the devil. I was like, I cannot marry. If I'm a child of the king, I cannot marry a child of the devil. And because if I marry him, he's going to turn my children away from following Jesus. Because a lot of times, like, children will see, like, oh, okay, he may have money or he may have this, but he's still living this type of lifestyle. Maybe that's, then that'd be reasoning. Maybe that's the right thing to do. Oh, no. I wanted my children to be under the covering of the Lord. I wanted my children to be trained up in the ways of the Lord. I want my children to be trained up in the ways of holiness. And that was a big thing, a big decision in me saying, oh, no, I know this, that he's not the man that God wants me to marry. And we have to come to that realization. 14, my daughter's 13, 13 years later, I'm still saying same thing. I made the right decision. I raised my daughter again. It's the oldest, 18. My my son in the middle is 15. I raised my children in the ways of holiness. Even though I was alone, I'm a single mom. I still raised my children in the ways of holiness. God allowed their grandfather, which is a pastor, he's still living, to be a godly man and a godly figure, a godly role model in their lives. And I thank the Lord for that. And so we don't have to sit up here and settle for somebody that is a unbeliever if even if we have children i thank the lord for it because that was my heart's desire for my children not to grow up in the ways of the world and it's very important y'all god style marriages like he like the, the style of the marriage is compared to him and the church his relationship with the church. That is why it's very important. So why would we think God want us to waste time talking? Okay, you all, I am not sure what happened with that. I think it was a, a internet issue, but I'm going to continue. God styled the marriage as he styled the relationship with the church and himself. So our marriage to our spouse, let me say it again, is styled like he styled the church the relationship with him and the church. So our marriage ought to mirror the same type of relationship between him and the church. And so that's why we have to be very, we have to be thinking about this. Like I need to make sure that I am marrying someone that is equally yoked with me and we are coming into agreement because the church and God is on one accord. They're in agreement with each other. The church is subject to the Lord. And so we don't want to marry somebody that first of all, like we can't be like, like comfortably submissive to like you have to come under subjection to your husband you have to be obedient to your husband so you don't want to marry someone that is an unbeliever because he's not going to want you to follow the ways of God it's going to be a conflict there and you know that God comes first in your life and you don't want to have to sneak and do something or be uncomfortable because that's going to be disrespectful so 
you need to make up in your mind right now. Like, I have no time to waste, like, talking to an unbeliever and being in a relationship with an unbeliever. And I know that this is not leading to marriage. I don't care, like, how much you want somebody to be saved. If they don't want to be saved for themselves, then they're not going to be saved. And some men have lied to women saying they was going to get saved when they got married or whatever. And they haven't. So, I mean, that's just... That's something that can happen. So don't do that to yourself. Uh, don't waste time. Don't be disobedient to God by being in these type of relationships. And then, like I said before, then you get mad because your spouse haven't came. And it's because you was wasting time dating unbelievers, dating the unsaved, dating worldly men. And you knew that this person was not saved and filled with the Holy Ghost, but you was wasting your time. Instead, we need to be finding ourselves, praying to the Lord, reading the scriptures, fasting, and doing walking in our purpose. If you don't know what it is, you need to be asking the Lord to show you, help me to walk in purpose every day. Because listen, we have time to do things that is pleasing to God. We are going to care for the things of the Lord. And I'm going to do one podcast about what we're supposed to be caring for as a single, but do not get yourself entangled with the wrong relationships because it will lead to too much. It leads to heartbreak. It might lead to you having a child, you know, a child out of wedlock and I'm not a judge. I won't judge you because I have three children, you know, that I had and I was not married. But what I'm saying is like, it's going to be hard sometimes for you to get out of that entanglement. And then once you get out of that entanglement, sometimes it, you know, it's some things that you have some consequences that you have to deal with because like you sinned against God. So in order to avoid all that Do not waste time with an unbeliever. Do not get so hot in your flesh that you get tired of waiting on the Lord. And then you you step out and then you you just keep having relationships with unbelievers because it's not going to be fruitful and you are prolonging the time for you to get married. And so I really pray that someone was encouraged by this podcast. But please, please, y'all don't casual date. Make sure that man is a godly man of God before you even start having conversations with him. If you have any questions about this, give me a phone call. I mean, leave me a message. I don't talk a lot on the phone, um, but I will. If you really, really need me, text me, uh, leave a voice message on my podcast. Whatever you need to do, message me on Facebook, uh, Instagram, whatever. If you're listening to this on a podcast, you can reach me on Facebook at Takia Wiley, T-I-K-I-A, last name W-I-L-E-Y. Also, I'm on Instagram under Holy Lady T, Holy Lady T. You can reach me on there as well. And if you have not been born again, I encourage you to be born again, because if you have not, you will not enter the kingdom of God. When Jesus come back, he will not receive you as your own. You will not go back to heaven in order to go and live with him forever. Even if you die and he haven't came back yet. But like I said, you died. You must have received his spirit in order to rise up when he comes back to rapture the church. So you must be born again of the water and of the spirit by repenting, being baptized in Jesus name and receiving by being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and receiving the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. You can find that in Acts 238 
Acts 2.38 and John 3. Well, again, I pray that this was a blessing to someone on tonight. And you all have a blessed night. This is Holy Lady T checking out. Peace out.